Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. It's your host with the motherfucking most, Chuka Offer. And it is your favorite co-host, Ezigo Offer, the boy himself. Yes, sir, Ski. And we're bringing you a beautiful episode 81 wow. on this really dreary Sunday, to be quite fucking honest with you. It's been raining like shit. I feel not like it's been, not just been raining. We've been getting rained on. <laughs> Whose idea is it to walk to get food in the middle of a thunderstorm? It was my idea. It was definitely my idea to walk further and get food. But I mean, just because it felt like the fucking, um, like when you're out playing sports with your homies, like light drizzle yeah. at first. And I was like, oh, oh this nice. feels cool. You know what I'm saying? Let's get mm-hmm. there. And like 30 seconds after I made that comment, like the downpour started and niggas started getting soaked with our five guys in our hand. But I think the okay. worst part was too, the fact that no disrespect to five guys, because I'm starting to like it more than I did in the past. But it's going through the rain and going through all of that to not really enjoy the meal for what you got. But it's all right, because you know what else happened today? I woke up. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Jesus if Christ. it wants me, better come with this cold, dead hands. Yeah. Just all jokes aside, you know. But I mean, good at that point. So how has your week been? Uh, besides that, my week's been really good. Actually, something very exciting. I guess I don't know about to everybody, but to me, especially... I was able to accomplish something I've been trying to do since the better part of 2014, 2015, because you know how long I've been into uh, gaming and streaming and blah, blah, blah. I was finally able to build my own PC. Thank God. I I guess this is a weird time to make it happen, but what better time than now to then to delve into things you want to, especially when you're able to save so much money. So yeah, shout out to, I want to go ahead and make sure to shout out Austin, uh, Andy, and Oliver for helping me actually put that together. Because I definitely look at it now and like working with me through the process, going to micro center and everything. Because after we got it done, I asked myself, I was like, how the fuck were you supposed to do this yourself? (laughs) It would have taken me so long. So, again, shout out to y'all. And I'm so happy because now it should help me be able to not only enjoy my other hobbies, but also help create better content for the off space. Because what I was using before for like work and like the off space and everything, it was just pathetic. It was sad. And I wasn't able to do anything. So now I'm really happy to kind of use that as an opportunity to dive into these things a little bit harder. So yeah, again, shout out to that. Yes, sir. Shout yeah. out to that. And how about you, man? How have you been feeling this week? Well, shout out to that and the ability to, I guess, be able to do all of the shit you've been wanting to yeah. do since I know how bad that you've been trying to play more games and just like do more intensive stuff and your laptop can't really run shit like that unless you get like a supercharged laptop and niggas aren't trying to spend like two three thousand dollars on a laptop be real you know how it feels to play league of legends for three years straight bro i'm tired of that game dog i need something else no that game is garbage i said three like i haven't been on this since 2011 i I need another game (laughs) but yeah i mean shit well just going into my week i guess my week's been pretty good um just i guess goal wise i've cranked down on a lot of things started to do a bit better planning people that do enjoy are like very (laughs) i guess it seemed like a barren instagram feed and fucking twitter feed and things like that probably enjoy a little bit more posts because we're learning hey um you have a good product people like what you do you probably should market that product so i guess 100 i guess we're trying to work a little bit harder on that front Mm -hmm. that end Shouts out to everybody that's given us advice with that. It's typically been, for the most part, <laughs> the biggest, like, what the fuck are you guys doing? This has been DJ and my sister, <laughs> just because they are pretty good with, like, marketing stuff. And so they I mean, care, so they'll actually say it. Because I know a lot of people are probably thinking it, but they're not going to go ahead. And maybe they don't even know what to pinpoint to say, but they're not going to be so bold with us. But these motherfuckers just let it rip. That's why my favorite new marketing strategy is I'm going to at Dunkin' Donuts and everything I do. 
until they sponsor the off space because <laughs> i'm tired of giving y'all money every single fucking morning so i either have to break a habit or get a sponsorship so we're gonna figure that out eventually i can't believe the first thing that came to my mind getting a free coffee was duncan please sponsor me i need it i need it i gotta ASAP. save money there i gotta save money there but other ASAP. than that my week's been kind of up and down mentally which is something that we're gonna try to get into a little bit more on a video coming soon to you guys if not it should be probably out before y'all watch this video so at that point just go ahead and go to our youtube or go to our instagram and mm -hmm. check out one of the first videos of a series we're starting but other than that um i guess once again just going back into the goal part mm -hmm. of everything it's just getting back into little things that are helping me like get further and further towards my goals trying to be a little bit more locked in it's been a busy and once again up and down mental week had like a bit of a once again it's going to be in that other video but like mental collapse on fucking wednesday it was like all the pressure in the world came down on me and i had to refocus and kind of just be real about that shit but we're good i had an excellent weekend oh my goodness wow and i'm kind of pissed dog and i keep saying it to them but i'm not gonna lie i feel like from working with the off space and just you being my brother and like being friends with dj and everything it's like i'm around these guys a lot but some of the best stories and the best thing is like maybe not in their minds but some of the funniest and most exciting stories i feel like i'm not there for so i'm tired of it i feel like y'all are plotting on me and at some point you're gonna have to explain that i mean i didn't want to have to put you out like this especially on our platform especially because you're my dog you know what i'm saying you're my dog but it's like right now and this is as deep as we're gonna get into it you know what i'm saying it's just like Bro, you're still mad it's just like nah it's just He's a young jaw. He's a dog. You know oh my he's a goodness. dog. He's working. He's working. It's just when he surrounds himself with Hall of Famers, you know, you see some things. I know it excites you. This you, is know. you see this? Stand this, up for a second. This is, the, this is the changing of the guard. This is the changing of the guard. This is Braun giving the throne to Luca. You're watching talent. You know what I'm saying? You're watching talent in the young man. Bro, get your hand like, off he said, get your hand <laughs> but, yeah, but you haven't reached GOAT status yet. You know, it's a, it's only a few of us on GOAT He Island. doesn't mean that. Personally, I know he believes it, but he's wrong. So <laughs> I'm happy for that reflection. I hope that you take that and you really dive into it, you know, navigate life however so. But I'm doing me and I'm chilling. But I hope more exciting things happen when I'm there. And next time I meet Black. Oh, yeah, we did randomly not meet him because we didn't want to be weirdos, which one day we are going to do a deeper talk probably about just like how celebrity how interactions, celebrity like interactions and how people, I guess, will just and don't show. say we, by the way, it was you and DJ. No, yeah, it was it was DJ and I. We went out and we went out in a certain part of the, like the yuppie side in Min Parky, like little five that we live in. And just like on a typical day, you saw black with which this is just some Atlanta shit, to be real, because you randomly see people at like the most random places because it's a cool city. But we randomly saw black out and uh, he was with his family and had his daughter with him. So it would have been so corny for us, like while they're eating or something like yeah. that, to walk up and be like, yo, man, love your music. You know what I'm saying? Like you inspired me to like, that's cool. And I get it. But sometimes people have to remember these motherfuckers are human beings, too. Like when you're sitting there eating with your homies or you're sitting there with with your family doing something and somebody walks by and makes a weird comment don't y'all all awkwardly like kind of stare for a second mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and it's like what it's like are you good i was like oh okay i know you but when you don't imagine that oh it's my like, goodness every day whatever but it was definitely pretty cool but i mean speaking about black which is a good segment into music mm -hmm. it's what is your heat check for this week my heat check for this week is vendetta off of vic uh vic mensa's new album 
And the song... So, I've been listening to Vic Mensa for a while, and there was a certain phase of listening to him that I kind of fell out of flavor, and it's not like, you know, he was making bad music. It just didn't feel like, you know, his persona, his music, and everything was for me at the time. But, you know, listening to an artist that much over a certain period of time, you always will give them a chance. Shouts out to Chance. <laughs> but, and so this album, I just immediately start playing it, and off rip, he just starts talking that talk. And I'm not saying on like some like, I'm selling pounds of whatever. No, like, talking <laughs> Why does that this thing talk have to look? No, 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 no. This motherfucker's a bitch. This man thinks that I only listen to drug dealer music for you some do. reason. You do. And so, <laughs> I don't know where that hits you personally, but. No, like, this nigga, because you looked at me, bro, you throw the lightest shots, the lightest shots. And then I throw like a heavier one, and this motherfucker would be like, damn, nigga, I didn't know you felt like that. Because he said, I mean, he's not selling the pounds of that stuff. <laughs> I swear it did not have anything to do with you. But the fact that you could recognize that are the shots not true. But that being said, anyway, so I was this listening nigga to good, it, though. and he I was, told y'all Luca. I said this nigga good. <laughs> but yeah, so listening to it again, he just dives into a lot of like serious topics, like personal stuff and things like that. And just like the bars, the punchlines, like everything. Go ahead and check it out, because after you listen to that, you're going to do what I did and listen to the whole album and realize that you peeped him tapping back into greatness. And I just because I mean, we are going to talk more about like the music mm-hmm. we've been listening to, etc. But I do want to go ahead and say something positive in an area where I probably haven't said the most positive in regards to Vince, um, to regards to Vic Mensa's music in a long time. And that's because just like a lot of people, I started off as a very heavy Vic Mensa fan, right? And he released a lot of good music. Don't get me wrong. We went to the concert with him and Joey Perp, and I enjoyed crazy. And I enjoyed the album that that like was at that concert. Don't get me wrong. It was like a little EP, LP, whatever. Oh, yeah. But There's it's a lot like, going on. But it's like the quality of music did drop off a little bit for me, so I wasn't rushing to it anymore. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I was still happy to hear what he had every once in a while because there would still be shit that caught my eye because it's an artist I really fucked with at a point. Yeah. And so, like, I like to give respect where respect is due. And for the couple of songs I have heard on this project, it has sounded pretty solid. So I was happy, once again, to hear some good Vic Mensa because that is always happiness to me, an artist that you used to revere, you know what I'm saying, that have fallen a little bit for you personally yeah and when they get back to it i mean that's know? not that's not bad to admit like mm-hmm. you know how big of a chance fan i was like i might have been his number one fan at a point genuinely but <laughs> i heard the big day and he fell off for me personally but i know that he still has it in him for greatness and so i'm not gonna let that take away from his ability but there's plenty of artists out there like just because you like one artist at a certain time doesn't always gonna mean that they're going to be what you listen to the most currently exactly exactly so once again shout out to vic mensa but for my heat check of the week it's going to be um, Can't Spell Success by Nipsey Hussle featuring Cuzzy Capone. And to be completely honest, I was on Instagram and I was on Matt Barnes's Instagram. Mm, your favorite player. Which I've talked about it like genuinely the All, all the Smoke podcast, no, like, no bullshit. It's just really kind of speaking on some basketball terms, etc. It's like I truly feel like, and this isn't any disrespect to them, nothing like that. Really, it's all respect to those guys, those two guys. But I went into watching that podcast kind of, oh, let's see what they're talking about. I want to see something cool from players' perspective. Yeah, right? yeah. But you didn't expect it. I didn't expect it. And then I watched that first episode that I watched. I think it was the Kobe interview. And it was fucking outstanding. And really, because those were two players you didn't really get their full personalities mm-hmm. that were painted as kind of like villains in the NBA. You know what I'm saying? But they had long, good careers. Yeah, I didn't like Matt Barnes. They're, you know what I'm saying? They had long, good careers. But you watch these interviews. But 
and you learn about the NBA's narrative, sports' narrative, mm-hmm. etc. And you learn a lot of the real shit that goes on. And you learn those are two solid-ass, real-ass niggas. And so, really, I've watched all of the all the smoke since then. And kind of, I'm not ashamed to admit it because I'm not too upon myself i'm like humbled in this way just being real it's like those are two people i look up to in the podcasting world you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like i see it in kind of like a those are jordans to me because those that's my favorite podcast mm-hmm. and we're like the kobe like we're trying to get into the game we're trying to break into us we're doing that but it's like a lot of the stuff that they pride themselves on is some of the core values that we have and trying to carry forth in our own manner exactly. by like staying true to staying true certain to qualities you. that we believe in staying true to you at all times you know like mm-hmm. doing things on your own terms never letting anyone speak for you or about you you know what i'm saying because you and giving people a comfortable Mm -hmm. which is a base thing we talked about on the off space before they even had all the smoke which is why i loved it so much when i saw that Mm -hmm. was one of their core values is making people as comfortable as possible talking to you and i'm saying able to have like these broader conversations with uh, like a unique array of individuals which we're going to showcase more but you could just see i feel like i hope that you know the audience uh and people who listens to us are able to just grasp off of like what we talk about and how we address certain topics like we have clear stances on certain things they might be malleable they might change depending on like news that comes out or whatever but we're always open to that broader conversation with a range of people just so that we can you know improve our perspectives and also shed a little bit of our own on them if they don't already know where where people like us might be coming from or whatever because or just uniquely us in general might be coming from so because we're both like humble enough to admit at all times like we can learn something you know what i'm saying from anybody and so that's why we always offer that respect and i really fuck with them for that so anyways just going back i was on matt barnes instagram and I heard this song and I instantly went and searched it, right? Mm-hmm. And it, that's what it ended up being. And that song is hard as hell. Like, that song is hard <laughs> as hell. Oh, my God. Hey. I can't believe I missed that shit because I, re- I was up on it at that time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I really missed that single, but that shit is hard as fuck. So, once again, Can't Spell Success, Nipsey Hustle featuring Cuzzy Capone. What hey, have you been listening out. to this week? Uh, I've been listening to the newer stuff I've been listening to because some of the throwbacks are things that we've talked about on this podcast. I don't really feel the need to go back to. Uh, but the newer things, again, the Vic Mensa tape itself, which was really good to me and really important. I'm enjoying a lot. We got to talk on um, the <laughs> bro. Nas is a character and all respect to a legend in his own right, genuinely. But there was a point and you can go back and preview and actually peep this, I think, on the we got him episode or something along those lines where we just cooked him for like what felt like 40 days and 40 nights however because what is because like and i have to be someone that says this like right mm -hmm. before you go into the nasir project kin's disease it's just like it didn't feel like it was for me anymore i'm just gonna you know what i'm saying like I, I'm a big Nas fan. This nigga coming here every fucking episode talking about my New York bias sometimes and music and little stuff like that. Like, I really love Nas's music. But it got to a point that I was like, bro, what are you doing? What is you doing? Like, this nigga really gave us a uh, fucking dragon tail. You want me to be real? It didn't even feel like it wasn't even for me at a point. It felt like he wasn't even making music that he wanted to make. For sure. It felt out of character. Exactly. And so... Like, I was obviously disappointed and nobody's above mm-hmm. criticism. So we came and we spoke on our disappointment. But I'll be the first to 180 that bitch after I heard King's Disease. Because that nigga was going on a bunch of different flows with a bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. This nigga had Lil Durk, no, Anderson Pack. So that's important. I want to say before we get into features, 
that something that stuck out to me on this one specifically was the fact that I know a lot of old heads and OGs in certain uh, in the game, blah blah blah. A lot of times won't try and really embrace the youth mm-hmm. or work with them in a certain way. And in some sense, it felt like Nas was kind of on that before. However. Looking at his feature list and then listening to it, he very much did because again, I know Sean isn't like young, but Don Tolliver, Lil Dirk, Anderson Park, you know what I'm saying? Five Yo, ASAP Ferg, like these are a bunch of like younger people that he embraced, he uh, made music with, and it turned out fire. And he didn't. It's like it's nice because a it wasn't long to hit that sweet spot for me. It's 38 minutes long. It was easy to digest. There's a lot of replay value and all the songs. He brought himself in the rapidy rap like Nas and still, again, talked his talk and killed that shit. It really like, Let's not get that twisted. He really came on this and murdered it. Like, this was a phenomenal album. And it really felt like, like he went into their world, like the features, mm-hmm. while they went into his world. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like the ones that were rapping, like, that don't typically rap on, like, a Nas kind of tip, like... We're borrowing a little bit more, right? When they were mm-hmm. on the song with Nas, but it also seems like Nas was trying to like keep up with like some of the younger thing. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was a part of the people on Twitter and everywhere else because I'm gonna be honest on this podcast at all times, <laughs> and that's one thing that we have, you know, that I really value that we mm-hmm. have is able being able to admit where we were wrong, and so. Like, when I saw this track list, like everybody else, I was like, oh, this shit about to be ass. Because I was like, this nigga Nas working with fucking 5 Like, the Nas and 5 track. Like, I, I just thought so many of these tracks were about to sound crazy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you never expect it for someone like a Nas. But he showed people why he's an elite artist, because he's able to adapt. Mm-hmm. And he really, I think, shocked the world with this project. Because once the track list came out, mm-hmm. I know so many niggas roasting. So many niggas mm-hmm. roasting. But I mean, it's funny. I know Lonzo's got to come out and make an apology. But past that, <laughs> I know going through the track list, it was weird. And I'm not going to talk too much on more on the album because I know we got more to go into. But I wanted to say this. If you want to go ahead and give it a listen to play it in order, because I felt like the first half, um, funny enough, was better than the last half. I know I five is somebody that I'm so happy to hear a feature from on any song right now. But I felt like that was one of the worst songs on it. Not like any were bad. I felt like that was one of the worst. Like. I liked it probably it too. Peak, peaked and up at like the big Sean and Don Oliver like song with him on Replace Me. So I liked it too, to be honest, the five year joint. So it was kind of interesting that that wasn't in probably the top songs of the albums, mm-hmm. like you were saying. Obviously, it's the quickest to click on because it's fucking ASAP Ferg and Five Year. Like yeah. everyone was like ding ding ding. Like so, it's gonna be a star song, but it was still a good. It was a good song. And who I never in life. I'm sorry. Like if y'all put a like a feature generator. Mm-hmm. And then you press randomize, and it came out with Nasir Jones and Lil Durk. I never wanted that song. I never wanted that song to ever happen in my life. And then I, I was given to me, and it told me to shut up, Chuka, because oh, you don't know what you, you relax. want. Because you don't know what you want. Because that shit was fire, too. We got to appreciate Lil Durk. For we got to appreciate I know Lil this Durk. rolls over into probably the next most important thing to talk about on this fucking music section. And what is it? Laugh now, cry later. But it's like... You know what? We're gonna we're gonna do something live. It's like y'all are watching an IG live right now. Let me ask us go question. More go question. Would you rather us give the people a breakdown of Laugh Now, Cry Later right now on this episode? Or would you rather us record a separate video for it as soon as we're done recording this and just do like a little ten minutes for that laugh now, cry later and let it go? Let's do this option number two. Let's do option number two. All Let's right, y'all are just. Y'all I can't rob the people of something, and 
I know we both are big Drake fans, <laughs> and this song was phenomenal, so there's going to be a lot to be said. So let's go ahead and do option number two. So y'all are definitely going to have to go to the YouTube after this, and it's probably going to be dropped on IGTV as well. Mm-hmm. So moving on from Laugh Now, Cry Later. Hmm? I guess, are we talking on more, or are you going to go back to the doctor? I didn't have much else, like, when it came to music that dropped, mm-hmm. just because I did let my... I, I want to be completely honest with y'all, like... It was one of those weeks that y'all hated me for like the little baby weeks where so much new music came out and I only listened to little baby. By the way, that album's still in rotation. But he's not lying, <laughs> genuinely and like consistently in rotation. But other than can't spell success, occasional Drake throwbacks and fucking um, laugh now cry later, I haven't listened to another song. I've listened like, to for the most part. I scanned the Nas album, which I really did enjoy. I listened to a little bit of the Vic Mensa, but it's like because you told me that shit was yeah. hard. But it's like other than that, what do these niggas be at when they say they're doing all this and all that? Come on, we'll get to it though. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Gotta but, save that one for later. But keeping it on music for a second, just moving on to the next topic. Um, I wanted us to give, and yes, I have to give a toast. Uh, wait. Cheers, my brother. What are you Cheers. drinking, by the way? Um, Yingling Light. I'm poor. Right. Do say, baby. <laughs> I don't know what he's on. I know what I want. He said, I don't know what he's on. I know what I'm on, bro. You're a loser. Fuck you. I'm holding it. Jesus, fuck <laughs> Alright, sorry. <laughs> Bro, you're a clown, dog. Get out of my face, man. That's the good EP. You're trying to roast off camera. Good EP, but we want to give a big congratulations to Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion for getting oh, the number one yes, song with Wet Ass Pussy. Whew. You anyway. all can't judge me for rapping along to some of it. No, I rap along to the whole thing. Y'all can pause me the whole time. It's cool. It's cool. That's the same way y'all pause me when I rap to that Sweetie song. I do rap to it. That's weird. I Everybody know. knew all but the words to that Nicki song. It's my tight. Come on. That's a great song. Everybody loved it. Bad bitch music is the greatest music. So, I mean, I'm always going to rap to it. Like, that's another segment that I might have to just go ahead on the dolo and, like, let y'all know what it is because bad bitch music is the best music out. Like, there's no I like it, but I know he loves there's it. There's no competition. I know he loves it's, it. It's top of the top. It's bad bitch music no and no, then everything else no. and then everything else for you else. it's street music new york music bad bitch music no 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 bad bitch music makes me the happiest of those three for sure i'd be stoked bro i mean <laughs> that means a lot y'all gotta take that in that means a lot but oh my goodness so congratulations to meg the stallion mm-hmm. and cardi b once again and moving right along um we're gonna get back to the Meg situation with Tori in a second because I do have pretty strong opinions mm-hmm. there. Did you I just check on that, by the way. I just have something that I want to mention to the people because it's something that means a lot to me, and it's something that I think us as the off space needs to be the ones to bring to the attention to the masses. Okay. I think we need to start a free Britney Spears campaign. Hear me out. Hear me out. Britney Spears has been a mind-controlled puppet being once again locked up in the basement of her father's house and being sent out to do his bidding bro, you can't which is the residency right bro. bro I'm telling you, you can't Brit- make me laugh because I genuinely I know she's got to be going through bro, something Britney's, Britney's being right abused now. right now I'm being dead serious I wish I was locked in her bro, father's basement basically metaphorically bro this nigga has control to everything he gives her an allowance to the point that she makes civilian money when I saw that, that she's was worth crazy. hundreds of millions of dollars and she makes like a fucking KPMG salary a year 
You know what I'm saying? Like an entry level, not even like you're a high level at KPMG. Like I'm talking about, this is Britney fucking Spears. This is Diamond album. This is the, probably the most legendary pop star of the youth. You know what I'm saying? The younger yeah, generation no. of pop she, stars. She was in a certain cloth of people that just like had the most insane blow and sustain for a while of time from since they were young. And like, I feel like people to put something in perspective for maybe a younger audience who might not be aware of a, a Britney Spears type. Imagine a child star and a child like just a pop star or whatever blowing up like a Justin Bieber type. It's not even Britney that. Spears was like that it's, for a generation. It's like, no, exactly. Like it's like you take like the Bieber explosion. You take like the fucking just all of One Direction's explosion. You see how everybody is on One mm-hmm. Direction. You know what I'm saying? Like you see how crazy and imagine she's like, like that all that success. Young. Just bought it up into a female, like a, a like a, a singular girl. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A singular entity. That's how it was when she was at her peak. She was going crazy, and so. She had a mental breakdown. She had a mental blow up. She yeah. had a point where we all remember she was she was going through it. And no, it was before Nine? then. I think it was before then. I think maybe it was around then. Actually, I think but, I saw somebody make a reference to it or something. But you may be completely right. Like I could just Memory be wrong there. Fleek. But I remember, and so she signed over the rights to like all of her money, all of yeah. everything, so that her dad could basically be the person that. Like, basically, he's a father again. You know what I'm saying? In terms of, like, she's a child. Give me allowance. Like, you're going to be responsible. Make sure I don't go too crazy. Yeah, make sure I don't go too crazy. You're going to be responsible while I get my shit together. Now it is over a decade later, and she is now trying to remove her father as the sole conservator of her accounts and everything because of the fact that she can't really do shit without him signing off like at all like he signs all of her deals i'm pretty sure he can contro- helps control her like socials image etc like how she looks in the media how she looks in everything like he's i didn't kind know of like that bad he's genuinely like the puppet master for her, her life so once again we want to start a free britney spears like we're trying to start i'm sorry i lied free that queen because free to be honest i'm real. so ignorant on this situation so the way chick was saying that first because you know his dramatic ass like what he really likes to put it all out on the line so i really didn't know what to expect especially with all the narratives he paints but this one was for real and this one was genuine and i just kind of saw some things so if that's the case and she's really being taken advantage of like this because i imagine if that was me you know how i am with my money mm-hmm. let alone first off nobody's having access to my money like that that's just how it is like all and with me being restricted from it no one's just gonna have complete access to it i can't do that if i was in her situation some nut shit would have been done i'm just saying that I'm not gonna say more and they would have made a movie about it 20 years later and so, once again, prayers out to Brittany. And I want to say before we even continue on this podcast at all, love, prayers, condolences to the Bryant family. But mm. I also want to carry them up in celebration because today would have been the 42nd birthday Her of first. the legendary GOAT and greatest of all time, my personal greatest of all time, one of my idols, heroes kobe kobe being bryant and so r.i.p to that man i cannot understand the pain vanessa went through is going through right now i mean in all honesty i read her post from earlier and that shit brought a tear to my eye like this shit still really like gets me emotional sometimes i just found myself in my room to be honest like while you're out here playing fifa for a second just like in a loop of kobe videos mm. i know i'm gonna go watch the all the smoke interview again i'm gonna watch the shack one-on-one i'm gonna keep yeah. watching things but i mean it's just once again all love goes out to that family i cannot understand once again the, the pain y'all are going through and this is a celebration for kobe bryant because of what he meant to us i know especially for me too i wanted to ask a specific question because, again, in uh, lieu of, like, trying to celebrate rather than, you know, mourn, 
and grieve like everyone's been doing. And now as we go forward, is there a most memorable moment for you or maybe like a top moment for you? It doesn't have to be like the moment, but is there a top moment for you of co- uh, from Kobe that you'd like to say? And I want to keep it more on like just the playing role, but it could be like outside of that too. But is there like a moment that immediately pops up into your head well, that you're like... One, before even saying my moment, because I do have a moment, it's I want to want to also give a shout out to Pau Gasol because of the fact that everything he's been doing for that family is so admirable. Like he's been the primary example of what a brother looks like. You know what I'm saying? When it comes to like a godfather type of just like a really like that's my man holding it down situation. Really cares about that man's been like looking out for the kids, looking out for Vanessa. You constantly see them together, like their families. You constantly see them on vacations. It was Kobe's birthday today and he gave Vanessa her favorite candy. You know what I'm saying? As like a shout out to celebration because he always wants to look out for her. And I think that's very beautiful. So shouts out to Pau Gasol. But when it comes to the first moment that comes to my head or in, uh, for Kobe, um, <laughs> there's two. There's two, and I'll make them brief. The first one is the practice with all of those sorry-ass niggas when he was just cooking them all practice. He made Jeremy Lin hit the top of the rim, hit the top of the rim because he was just yelling at that nigga, like barking at him, like, sorry-ass nigga, shoot, shoot. Shoot, <laughs> because he just had enough of how soft these guys. Who were. was it that captured that? Oh because goodness. whoever did made like really a top five moment. Oh my goodness gracious! Like I love that that competitive spirit, that love of the game. Like really, really was one of the reasons. Like passion is a big driver yeah. for me, and I've never seen passion like Kobe Bryant. But other than that, was actually him losing the finals, the two thousand eight finals, I believe, before he won in nine and ten. Or did he win in 10 and 11? Whichever. Whichever. He won the next two. But the one he lost was the most memorable for me because I remember him cooking these Celtics. Like, cooking these Celtics all series. And he, there was nothing he could I'm do. I was going to say, whoa, 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 whoa. There was nothing he could do. Because you got to stop. Because I got to. I'm sorry. But since you're saying two, I got to take this one from you. Because that's my moment. And I want to share a moment, too. Oh, I was going to say the loss, though. The loss say, was my moment. He, they came back, though. Of course, of course. Okay. But I'm not even diving okay. deep into that. It, you could dive deeper into like the ongoings of okay. it. But mine was just basically like watching him in that series and really seeing the eyes of Sink or Swim. Like I really saw the eyes of Sink or Swim. Because it's like, and he knew his only option was to swim and he couldn't, yeah. he couldn't achieve it. And you still saw in his eyes nothing but swim. And that was big to me because mm-hmm. you saw the next two coming from that loss. And it was crazy because like, I remember pinpointing that exact moment you're talking about. It's nuts because even after the series is done and all things are said and done, whatever, you look and you're like, shit, it doesn't feel like it's over. And it feels Mm -hmm. like they're about to come back for another game. It's like, all right, run it back. And they're just going to keep going because that man never feels like he loses. He's a winner, born winner. And so funny, though, because like my most memorable moment, and I know I mentioned it on the pod, I think. But again, I don't give a fuck. This is my podcast. Me and yours, you know what I'm saying? The off space. I'm going to do what I want. And come back to it. It was the moment where, as a Paul Pierce stand, seeing Kobe torch them to come back and win for a chip. Watching that shit was just like I tweeted this. It was like watching your favorite player and understanding in that moment when stacked up against Kobe Bryant, at best he was Julian Newman. That was the greatest he could be of a comparison. Because the greatness that was Kobe Bryant was just undeniable. It didn't, doesn't matter what you what the fuck you gave about like all of your favorite players at the time. I love Paul Pierce's ISO game. 
his fader, all this shit too. Everything he did, Kobe did better, and he'd clamp him, and it'd be on two people, and it'd be clutch moments. Like he couldn't do a thing. So it was just at that moment realizing and gaining respect for an individual that you wanted to see fail. Because I mean, there's not a lot of times like you're really actively rooting against people like that. But me, I was just a stance. I was like. You know, fuck Kobe. I got to see this happen, and he just turned me. He converted me to a believer. Genuinely, I think that's the moment he became goaded. Like genuinely, I think that's the moment he became goaded because he was like obviously like one of the best of all time his whole career. Yeah, like, like looking at a like we're gonna talk later about like a Luca. Luca's already looking like a demon year two. Like we mm-hmm. knew Kobe was great early. Trust those me. last two we chips were that. definitely like those were like his. Icing on his cake. I think those were his crowning moments. Like his, you're solidified. This argue, you are now on Goat Island, and there's two of you. Because that was the point where there was only two of them. And Braun added himself later to Goat Island. But that is a that is a hard island to reach. Mm-hmm. That is a hard island to reach. So I appreciate that, for real. That was, a, that was a good question. So shouts out to you for that. And then just keeping it back to music for one second. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, man. So I'll give you all the backstory. Meg- oh, my God. Huh. Meg Thee Stallion tweeted out something like say one more lie and i'm gonna expose your ass right that's a doofy bro just because and then just shortly after she went on instagram live and she finally said it out of her own mouth and admitted that tory lanes shot her right or shot at her she said that they were in an argument she wasn't finna argue because she was close to her place that she was staying so she just hopped out of the car and he shot her as she was like leaving the car so it wasn't even like she was saying first off I'm not trying to justify anybody getting shot by asking these questions. It's just usually what tends to ramp people up. And like, I'm just trying to get a gauge on the situations from like all of our speculation that we did before. So it was completely unprompted, damn near. Like she just wasn't doing it and just was trying to be the bigger person and just dip. And he just shot at her. I think he was probably mad at something. They probably talking about something got into a little argument or whatever. Right. But I mean, like one thing, one thing I want to be very clear about, very, very clear about is because now that we've learned, because once again, we were talking about celebrities. We don't know these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't know these motherfuckers. You don't know who they truly are. And we are fortunate enough. Like, and I thank God for this. Thank God that Meg Thee Stallion is safe. Thank God that Meg Thee Stallion is doing okay and is healing well. You know what I'm saying? Because we've now been, we've now received a situation and we've received a blessing from her. And now we know the true colors of this doofy ass negatory lanes. And so I apologize to all of our listeners. I apologize to all of our viewers, whatever, forever giving y'all no forever giving him props forever putting his music as my heat checks forever doing any of that stuff because i'm somebody that just as quickly as i love you i can hate you if you are a goofy ass motherfucker and if you show real goofiness like real internal goofiness and pointing a weapon at a woman is one of the easiest ways for me for you to join that league of people. Mm. And so he's right with rainbow haired nigga. He's right with all of the goofies we've ever seen. You know what I'm saying? And we talk about when it comes to this hip hop shit, I never want to speak on him if I don't have to speak on him. I'm going to start referring to him as dude in the Megan yeah. situation because it's just like, it's, it's crazy. It is what it is and I know I, I saw similar things. I didn't watch the IG live to get the full scoop, but I pretty much just got the roundup and like quotes from what she said and things. But it's still kind of nuts to me, the fact that they're in this situation. And after all was said and done, and if she really took a step back, to, I guess, I don't know how you, you, she did it, you know, personally to find it in herself to like really not give more details to kind of like just say, fuck this guy. And she really tried to protect him after getting shot at, you know, to 
for him to step out and really act like he never did it just in general to try and, you know, backpedal and like kind of salvage whatever career he has left from like the, the backlash. That shit's insane, man. Like sometimes people have to understand. And this is one of those things. If you mess up, you have to own up to it. No matter how bad it is, you have to own up to it and you have to deal with your consequences and shooting shooting at a woman is one of the goofiest most like disrespectful like worst things you could do and for you to really do that and then just try and act like it never happened that's nah no it's just like i want to be very like very very clear like i would like give big shout out to artists like jojo and kalani who have immediately dropped off of their latest projects Mm. his verses she did before she even like really heard before make confirmed it i saw the kalani shit talking about yeah but i'm saying like just shouts out to all of those people because now it's the same treatment once again because this is exactly what I was saying about the people that are going to be clout chasing and running after whatever numbers and whatever bullshit would mm. Rainbow do. It's like if you now choose to work with this person, you are a tangent of Goofy. You know what I'm saying? Like you are you are just like an extension of Goofy. Like I'm going to be looking at all of this and like looking at all of these people the same fucking way because at the end of the day, like even going in, like why is it always placed upon black women because it was not her place to look out for him there it was not her place to look out for him there but why is it always placed on like people like once again black women i'm not even gonna say people when it comes to like blm situations etc because we always see like the rallying up we always see the people starting a lot of these things it tends to be them a lot of the fucking time just being real the people standing strong on a lot of the on a lot of the shit and the people still talking about it rampantly that i see it tends to be them and when it came to that situation why was the first thought in her mind after somebody ended up shooting at her you know what i'm saying shooting at her that all of this bullshit's going on in the world I'm not going to tell them that there is a gun in the car or this person has a weapon because I don't even want to run the risk of anything getting worse. Why do we even live in a world like that? And so like that's something that is at the core of the issue, overarching issue that we're even talking about in society right now. But once again, more will be revealed. More details are going to come out. Super duper, duper big fuck you to Tory Lanez and anybody who love him just being completely honest and completely real in that situation especially after the goofy ass shit that I saw on Instagram and that shit really just rounded up his goofy ass character because it was like a tweet from somebody I'm not even going to say their name because all this nigga do is say some goofy ass shit I know you talking about comes out. but he's a he's an ex-NFL player y'all have probably seen this nigga all too right, never and he mind. said now I know and he said about. the fucking he said how do you expect to be around like the creator of Demon Time during Demon Hours and not expect some weird shit to go on? Like Dude, you should accept owner- No, 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 no. <laughs> Fuck that nigga. I don't even want to give comments to his tweet. It's the worst that. part was there was a screenshot of his tweet placed on Instagram that Tory Lanez liked. Bro, you have you no shame. It's like, it's not even like a have what? you no shame. It's Y'all can put it on like whatever gangster, whatever pimp and whatever. I don't even want to. We are hopefuls. Look, we are hopefuls. You know what I'm saying? When mm-hmm. it comes to this podcasting shit, when it comes to this entertainment shit, etc. But I mean, like, that's one thing that once again, we were just talking about our morals. We were talking about everything, etc. Like beforehand. It's like, I never even want to be in rooms with people like that. It's like, so I'm just happy cost, to know this information. You know, like at the end of the day, everyone's 
if you're in this business and you want to, you know, do things through entertainment, content creation, whatever, everyone wants to make a name for themselves and a following. That's cool, fine and dandy, but at what cost? You know, if you're willing to put yourself in the position where you're working with individuals like these, knowing what they've done and knowing that they probably haven't, not haven't changed the person, this is who they are, you know, that's, that speaks not only on your character, not only on theirs, but on yours as well. And at what cost are you willing to, I guess, pay to get that level of fame? So that's a look on yourself you have to take at a certain at a certain point in time. And so to be fair, I don't really want to spend much more time on that man because he doesn't deserve it. And I feel like we're giving him the clicks that he wants to sustain whatever career he has left or to make his coin. So he's getting thrown in the bitch from Miami category. And I'm not talking about him. Same. Absolutely. Sorry. I just actually got tilted. But we're going to we're going back on a lighter note. I did not actually mean to slap this man. (laughs) (laughs) I hate this nigga. You actually punched me, bro. You just fucking slapped me on camera. What's wrong with you? This nigga always talk about I know my reach. I know my reach. And then it's now two times in the last week where he didn't know his reach. It was like that that one I meant to. But like it's very cool. It's cool. It's cool. I barely touched him. It's cool. This nigga get mad when I put my hand on top of his head and he thought I was just going to hee hee about being fucking Bro, slapped. I barely touched you. But, I didn't moving know right along, on a would you rather, I guess, kind of thing, but we're not going to call it would you rather because that's corny, like super duper corny. What is the worst date you've ever been on? Um, the worst date I've ever been on, and without telling names because, you know... Even though it was genuinely terrible, I respect the person enough not to put their personal business out there. So for the story, I'll say their name was T. And so uh, me and T, I went to, I was randomly shopping at a store and, you know, should I give like the whole lead up to it? Like how we met or whatever? Or should I just talk about the whatever It's whatever information you want to divulge. All right. So. Yeah, I was randomly shopping at like this outlet and as I was picking up some stuff, I thought, you know, this girl looks cute. Let me go ahead and try and get her number, chat her up for a little bit and see see what happens. And so, you know, as things progress, it worked. I talked to her. She was a dope person from what I could gauge, uh, got her number and then we texted for a little bit to FaceTime and then set up a date pretty fast. And I decided after like, I guess, it was a few days later we decided to actually like follow through and go on like this date and everything. So I go and I pick her up and we're driving over to this restaurant that I used to work at because the different locations I was like, oh, I'm about to sauce it up too. You know, I get a discount and everything. Uh, I'm going to order all this stuff because I know it's about to be cheap as hell. I'm about to stun a little bit, you know, getting the appetizers and desserts, whatever. It's about to be fire. So I'm in a good mood. I'm thinking I'm about to impress all these things, whatever. So by when I go to pick her up is when it started. As soon as she gets in the car and we start driving, she starts complaining nonstop about my driving and asking if she could just drive. And then on top of that, as we're turning in, I park and I'm like, okay, this is a little weird. Um, I park and she, we get out of the car and she's like, are you really just going to leave your car like this? And I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, your parking job. And so naturally, I think she's just a trip. I think, you know, maybe there's some validity to what she's talking about. You know, I get out and I look at the back of the car, right? You know, I get on like my legs, you know, I'm I'm looking, I'm like, what's wrong here? She's like, you're crooked. I was perfectly parked. I'm like, okay, Uh hmm, crooked. No, I think we're fine. Let's just go inside. She's like, are you really going to leave your car like that? 
I'm like, yeah, there, I looked around. There's no one in the lot, <laughs> empty parking lot completely. Like, I don't, do I have to move right now? I don't even think anyone's here. She's like, I can't believe you're that guy, whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be fun. So, you know, we get in. and <laughs> Why do you even still go into the restaurant? <laughs> I would have just went home. <laughs> I came all this way, and I'm her ride and all these things. I'm like, you know what? Let me get a meal. Maybe I'm just bugging. Maybe, you know, maybe she is right. She wasn't. But maybe she is right, and let's just enjoy the rest of this day. Um, finally settle in, and I'm walking a little bit too fast to the table for her liking. Everything is bothering her at this point. And I'm kind of getting confused at this point. So I think it's something else going on. But she really was guaranteeing me that nothing else is going wrong and that, you know, she just speaks her mind. I'm like, OK, that's cool, I guess. You know, feel free to speak your shit, talk your shit. Um, yeah. And so we sit down, we get the food order and everything and stuff starts to really go well for a second. Right. But then the food comes. And so I think maybe, you know, there was some stuff going on, but she just put it aside. I go to take the first bite out of my food. And as soon as I take a bite, she's like, you eat like that? <laughs> <laughs> so in my mind, I'm thinking now, what are, you, what are you talking about? Eat like what? She's like, eat like that. I could hear you biting onto your food through on the fork. I'm like, what? She's like, why are you making all that noise? You remind me of my dad. I was like, what? I would have definitely got separate checks. This is going for a little sure. weird for me right now. I would have for sure got separate checks. At this point, right? For sure. I don't like you anymore. She's like, just I super nitpicky. And so <laughs> the night progresses, just keeps nitpicking things throughout like the dinner, yada, 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 blase, blase. Uh, finally wrap up and I'm cool. I get back. Uh, I ask for the check, whatever I pay. I get a big discount. I really don't give a fuck. To be honest, I'm just trying to like finish off the night and never see this person again. But as we're driving back, she starts to have conversation and she seems to revert to like a completely different person and it's so sweet again all these things i'm like you know what maybe i'm bugging maybe none of that happened and this is just like whatever so as soon as we get back to my place um we go into my room and we're like uh just chilling for a second and she asked me if i want to watch something so i'm like okay well we're okay yeah let's get to it so i put it on i put on uh netflix or whatever and she's like what do you want to watch? Let's watch like a movie, whatever. Uh, no, she didn't say that. I'm like, do you want to watch like a movie? Something simple. I'm just trying to put on something to be honest at this point, you know, I'm just going to be honest. I was a horny youth back then and I was just trying to do, get to it. And first things first is this nigga tried to be PG. Like this nigga said I was a horny youth back then. Like he was a youngster. Like he was a fucking kid. Around 26. If I'm laying with somebody that I think, we is, like, attra- <laughs> that I think is attractive. And I, I was trying to fuck. I all right? know Jimbo, I'm horny. It's like I know I'm horny. It's not I was a horny youth. I, bro, I'm, I'm a horny man. Like yeah. a horny grown up. Bro. So <laughs> I'm like I'm about to just put on something. We could watch whatever at this point. Right. For so sure. I keep on. I'm like I'm trying to put on something. She's like, ah, let's not do that. Let's not do that. Let's not do that. We go through like 20 things. She says, let's not do that. I'm like, are you, are you really trying to watch this shit right now? So clearly we're not on the same wavelength. I finally put on just something random. I'm like, it'll be fine. We both lie down and she instantly gets on her phone, rolls over and tries to get away from me and just starts texting her friend and then popping up every so often. Like, you won't believe what my friend said. I was so blown. And so after a minute, I'm like, didn't you say you had to go home? And so, because she wasn't even trying to talk to me or none of that. Uh, uh, she's like, no, I don't have to go home. You know, why are you trying to rush me out of all this? I'm like, okay, where? She puts up her phone and then she t- rolls over and falls asleep. 
and just doesn't say a word to me. I'm like, this is crazy. But it's cool, you know? We don't have to do anything. Of course. Like, uh, like genuinely, like, I'm, I'm all about consent. We don't have to do anything. She's comfortable. But I'm like, she she didn't talk to me that whole time after, by the way. It's from the time that we got the, uh, put on a show, she did not say a word to me besides, like, when I said something to her about, like, why are you being so quiet? Jesus. And then I just woke her up, though, because she, she had to go back for something. I dropped her off. And then she ended up texting me saying I had a great time and all these things. And I was like, I don't think we're on, you know, I don't think we're on the same wavelength. But <laughs> that's somebody that wants somebody to boss around as a relationship, which I mean, all power to her. Like there's there's the people out there like that. Like I saw somebody that <laughs> that said that the energy they look for and do the soft boy energy, which is cool. Like, I don't know what soft boy energy is, but maybe that's what she was looking for like i feel like that's for that, she energy. wasn't looking for soft boy energy because to be fair i feel like soft boy energy is like you know you're able to express emotions probably or something but you're like you're still a human being <laughs> she was looking for somebody to just be like doing whatever she wanted yeah she was looking for a slave <laughs> soft boy slave same shit i don't know <laughs> damn that's actually crazy like what the fuck I'm not going to so lie. So it probably wasn't too crazy, though. But to be fair, that was just my experience. But what about you? I feel like I just went on for like 10 minutes. I'm not going to lie to you, eh? Maybe. To be really honest. Like, like, but B, I don't know how long it was. But I mean, it wasn't bad at all. But B, just going into like, just like the date thing. Your story was interesting because you might have to be a better man than I am. Because there was at least 16 instances where I'm not hanging out with this person anymore. And you made it all, you made it the whole time. You thugged through it. Yeah, I didn't hang out with her after, but, <laughs> but that was for oh my, my goodness. You know? If she complained about my driving the whole time, like, cause you said the whole time. Like the whole time. Me. If she complained about my driving the whole time, by the time we got to the restaurant, I'd be like, yo, my stomach hurts. Like, I, I think I might have to go home. Do you need an Uber? And then I would have called an Uber and she would have gone home. That's crazy. <laughs> My nigga is a good man. I was I was just He's trying, you know, man. look at things different way. No, this is just me being young and needing experience and realizing when to cut it off. But for sure, but um, when it comes to me, in all honesty, and I know this is gonna sound like you've only had uh, good dates. I haven't. I don't. I can't think of like a bad like date I've been on. Like I've had mad like mid dates. Like where it's just like, eh, it is what it is. But I can't think of like one where I was really particularly annoyed, or like really particularly like thought this person was like the worst because. To be fair, I don't go on many dates. Like, I take girls on dates that I kind of already know that I fuck with. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to even, like, misconstrue the image. But usually, depending on, like, what stage of single I am, mm -hmm. it's either, like... Because most of my relationships have, have kind of, like, just happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, have kind of just, like, become, like, out of the random I've caught feelings for somebody whether like whatever situation happens like with the feelings i caught from them and then like i explore them and then just like go for it you know but i mean and then at that point i'll start going on dates and usually by that time i've already kind of realized this is somebody that i can fuck with i can kick it with but like i'm a pretty casual guy when it comes to just like being single so okay so like, i because i know you're not exactly like me in this sense mm -hmm. since to be fair i'll give you this you're way better at texting people and like uh messaging things like that 
And I'm not, that's not, you think I'm like plotting on you, like air shit or something like that. I'll say it in the fact that I know you as my brother and you've talked to a woman before. Like, you can't say like, I'm trying to set you up. Shuka wants me to give off this impression that he has never talked to a single person. Virgin saint right here, but. I am a virgin saint. Shut up. (laughs) And so, yeah, you'll probably figure things out or like make sure you do certain things before, but I'm more like spontaneous. Fuck it. Let's just do this. I've never really, we might not know each other, but let's figure it out on that first date kind of person. Have you never put yourself in that position where you had to, I guess, step out and be like, you don't know me. I don't know you. Damn near a blind date, but without the blindness. You've never been in that position? I know you have. I feel it. I feel it. Uh, I mean... All right. Lots of these things that I'm saying, of course, are from like a darker time in my life when I was a younger man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You gotta, you gotta give me a second. <laughs> All right. But I mean, really though, like to be fair with you, um, I can think of a singular instance. And to be quite honest, like it was a pretty good date to me. It's just like, I mm. guess it wasn't like on the same frequency to her, even though it came off that way. And like this person like ghosted me afterwards and that, that hurt it. Like I'd never been ghosted. And then it happened and it hurt my soul. Like to be honest, I haven't been ghosted after meeting somebody or like really having an extended combo with somebody personally. And so like when that happened, I was kind of like, damn, life sucks sometimes, man. This shit is terrible. But I mean, other than that, I haven't really had like a horrible experience just being I get that. Because yeah. I've had that happen once. And not going to lie, after that one time, I was like, damn, I thought I... I thought I was cool. I thought I was straight at least. Like, somewhat funny. Like, shit. I mean, shit, we run a fucking podcast. The one thing we think we're good at is conversation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you really weren't it's, fucking Until like we that. get it to the point to have conversation, usually it turns out I right, but it's like, I don't know. That is funny. But what would be your idea of, and we'll wrap this one up. And I'll try to, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll reserve this one. I won't go too crazy on it. <laughs> we'll have like a... We'll wrap this up on a random like day segment. I know it's just like one, I'm a little sent. I, I met Zaza Pachulia before before this game, but two, it's like <laughs> <laughs> two. So I have these random ADD thoughts, but two, it's just like, what would be the best date you could think of off top? Just like a freestyle, just though. best first date. Yes, like a best first like freestyle. Like you can do anything on this planet, and obviously you could change your answer tomorrow. You could change your answer this this that. Just like if you and a chick right now, like best experience you could think of under reasonable, reasonable. I don't want to say nuts like you're a billionaire, like mm-hmm. y'all niggas rent out like a fucking spaceship. Like okay. reasonable, like a real life kind of thing. If it's reasonable and we were both just happen to be in a place where they have a lagoon, just go swimming in some beautiful nature and just hang out out there and just ha- hopefully have some food and just kick it for a second. Nigga, you're adorable, bro. Like, that shit is fire. That shit That'd is be fire. Cool, that shit is fire. My nigga really is the nature guy. He wants to find a nature chick, too. Stars it is so hard. I started to realize something, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, the fucking, <laughs> the fucking hiking shit. Apparently, women don't like for men, I guess, to first say that they like to hike. Because apparently that gives off serial killer vibes or some shit. <laughs> Nigga, what? But it's because of the... Which I'm new to this. I did not know that. I did not fair, know that was even a thing. We always 
view ourselves kind of innocently in a certain vein, I guess, because of the fact that like we know at our core we're good people. So we never like make general general associations. But think of all of these like women kidnapped and women taking stories, women this. It's usually like a lot of the times there's, of course, sad events that happen in broad daylight, but they're usually isolated events with a man and a woman where they're like off somewhere yeah. where people may not be around mm-hmm. what is something that you are doing where many people aren't probably around if you're not at peak hours hiking yeah. you know what i'm saying so i get how they'll jump to yeah. like oh, oh this nigga want to take me to the woods somewhere <laughs> you know you know what my thought process is too from being out in nature like random lagoon just a you get to have fun from like the activities of swimming just like doing shit whatever but when you just want to chill and relax it's nice because separating yourself and really being in that zone in nature away from other people and things it helps you, you like me personally it helps me do this but also like when you're with somebody else it helps them open up and become vulnerable in a way that they feel like they can open up a little bit more and y'all can really get to know each other without like the passing people hearing your conversation all these things like whatever like at that point it's just me and you say whatever you want to say and let's just get to know each other a little bit and i feel like it helps because i don't really like a lot of surface shit i don't really like a lot of like vain shit and so for, for me a lot of the most important conversations i have with people are on a deeper level of how I can really connect to you. And so just an opportunity and doing something to help bridge that gap is very important to me. Damn. Well, shit. What about you, Javi? Um, I have different answers for before or in a relationship. So I'm just going to take this answer as being like before a relationship, like a getting to know someone, right? Kind of thing. And for me... It's going to sound so lame, and I know it's going to sound so typical, and this probably goes into the Chuka's basic bag, which is fine. I don't give a shit. But it's like, genuinely, just, it. there's a plus. There's a plus for sure if you smoke. But if you don't smoke, that's fine. But really, just like, kicking it, just one-on-one with I'm somebody. Sorry, no, like, kicking it, just right? Yeah, like, yeah. bro, what? Like, sorry, I was just thinking about the time I got ghosted. Man, that... I'm a, I'm a loser. That wasn't what I was thinking about. That's what you thought I was assuming. <laughs> no, I just thought I was, I was like, I'm a dweeb. You're all good, man. It happens. But um, just it's like, crazy it took that long to happen to you. I don't want to keep cutting you off, but I've never seen it happen to this man for so many years. <laughs> this nigga laughed at me when I got good. For sure. He laughed at me, but anyway. It's pretty privileged. It's not pretty privileged. But uh, really, just like, I know it's so lame. But it's just really the restaurant. But, like, the restaurants with enough space in between tables, right? Like, I went on an outstanding date at the um, top of this year, actually, just being completely honest. And it was, it kind of made me realize, like, that is the kind of, like, best getting to know people um, situation for me, I guess. Where, one, we have food, Mm because I love food and food is important to me. But, two, just, like, it is me and you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like we are as isolated as can be while in a public setting, you know? So it's like, it's still intimate enough. Like you could think of restaurants. Yeah. Like so that like, for sure. maybe like the good boost that you, no one, you can't really like exactly. Or just like enough space in between the area mm-hmm. where it's like a booth one side and just like a chair on the other side kind of things like a junior or something yeah, like yeah. that, but a little separated, but like restaurants like that, where you can really sit and talk to people because 
just like you said, with just valuing like the human interaction with like the conversation. Convo is the only game I've got. Like, I'm sorry. Like, motherfuckers think like for some reason I really do get asked by like random friends or like random homies that like they'll notice mm. female tension. They'll notice this. They'll notice that. And they'll be like, Chuka, what do you do? Like, blah blah blah, bro. Like, I am. I am so lame. I have no pickup lines, none at all. Like, there are probably, like, a handful of y'all that could think of the fucking lame-ass shit I probably first said to you. Mm -hmm. I have no type of pickup line. I have no type of just, like, ooh, swagger. Like, bro, I don't even walk cool. Like, a nigga don't even walk cool, bro. It's just, like, I'm a confident person who, like, walks with my head up because I think I'm that nigga in any room I walk into. And if I sit down and actually start a dialogue, I feel like I can talk to anybody on this planet. And so that's the only thing I think I have as an edge for myself because a lot of people are reserved when it comes to conversation and I try to just have a real combo with mm -hmm. fucking anybody and when you really find somebody that clicks with you and is on like that same frequency as you I guess mm -hmm. in those conversations then you find yourself giving up more than you thought you were yeah. going to give up because it's like damn right I really fuck with this person it's and like alright then let's fuck talk with you yeah. and then you'll really just talk to them so that's usually like the kind of perfect setup for me so it's nothing spectacular I'm not out of Lagoon I mean, that's so. real nigga shit. might be in Buckhead at Virginia you know what I'm saying like it's not even like a ooh we went somewhere crazy or like might be at um, like a Metro Fresh mm -hmm. or something you know like something not even like yeah. OD but I mean that's no it. that's yeah. dope to be honest I feel like that was a good insight and like you said dude I can really attest to the fact, though, and this, again, I like to put on for young listeners. If y'all haven't realized at this point, I will break off at several points in the podcast and talk directly to the people, the youth, who are, you know, as you would say, I guess, horny youths. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, all jokes aside, learn how to talk to people face to face, because I know, like, I'm ass at texting, I'm ass at messaging, all these things, but... The best conversations, the best um, relationships, the best whatever, and just connections come from, like, again, you knowing how to actually interact with somebody when you come face to face. And you might not have the opportunity to, you might see a girl walking down the street, you might see a man walking down the street, whatever, and uh, you might not have the opportunity to get their number and then spit some, like, game out through text or whatever. The first chance you might have might be that conversation just from running into them. So take that into account, work on it. And failure leads to success because I've had a fuck ton of failures this nigga to get me to the point. Bro, you know the nigga that looked like Tuxedo Mask that was getting paid as like the relationship guy? Like he was like the fucking like selling game to those dweebs on like the reality show. Yo, I got a broke out and I got a course right now actually. If y'all want to pay $3,000, go ahead to my Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. He said he looked like Tuxedo Mask, bro. <laughs> But with like a little mustache, bro. Y'all niggas know who I'm talking about. If you watch fucking Sailor Moon, bro, this nigga had like a weirdo hat on. He would like, he was like the game guy or like something like, oh, I forgot it was an MTV or something like that. It was a reality show. He would like be like, yo, bro, you need to talk to her like that, bro. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving any of that. I'm not giving of any course, of that. Of course, I'm of just course. telling people to just go do it because I know sometimes it is scary. But I will never be that corny nigga that you see on like YouTube and shit talking about. Look, bro, today we're learning how to pick up chicks. Yeah, <laughs> it's time to go pick up some woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. I'm not doing that shit. Hell, fucking no. But no, that's real. Just because I'll still ask myself in certain veins, like I'm still learning how to be a better person too. I'm not gonna tell you I'm perfect. Anyone who does is a liar. And I'm at the end of millennials, right? Like one of the youngest millennials. Yeah. I think my um, sister Chichi is actually the youngest millennial, like 25. Right? I'm 26. And one thing I will say, even my age, so if I notice it in my age, I notice it exponentially getting worse as it gets younger and younger. 
the ability for people to have interpersonal communication, right? Like it seems almost nuts. Like, and I know it's social media and most people DM dive, you know what I'm saying? And most people like will talk to you on like your Instagram or your Twitters yeah, or like, so they'll like to mention you in the comments. So oh, it'll be like a, my corny ass. I'll send like a fire emoji at like the little fucking uh, IG picture or something. I like hope I'll be like, you're wonderful. But usually I'll just send it because I, I actually mean it. I just think you're fire. And then I just like the comment you say back and I don't even continue the conversation. But it's like one thing that people need to realize is a skill that will get you so far in life and help you like with finesse is just being able to talk to other human yeah. beings. Like one of the best things, like one of the best examples I have is just like using like my friend DJ not to like say anything like crazy i'm not going to say numbers or whatever but just talking about like one thing we talked about years ago when he was first applying to panthers on wall street it's like that is somebody that is also really excellent when it comes to just speaking to other humans and just carrying conversation and like he was worried at a point because he didn't think his gpa was like at the tippy top of where these other motherfuckers gpas were and i told him the same thing i said bro if you get to the interview you're going to smash it because you're going to be able to sit in front of somebody and talk to somebody and most people don't have that basic skill anymore just being real and he got to the interview and guess who was a part of panthers on wall street you know what i'm saying it's like doors if you can somehow get the door open to where you can talk to another human being for most things and this isn't even just women this is jobs this is like just getting favors done for you mm -hmm. just like creating relationships etc it's like the ability to actually speak to people will do way more than any credential, will do way more than anything else. It's just a lot of the times those credentials are to get you into the door to have that conversation. And so without... I don't want to like go much more into yeah, it. And I feel it. like you said it perfectly. I just want to say one last thing. And it's, what's important is the fact that, you know, text, I understand why people love them and sending things through messages because you get to... Oh, edit it, proofread it, make sure that it's perfect. So you send it out and there's no mistakes, but that's just it. Learning how to be good in conversation and just be a human being to one another leaves room where you can be, uh, you can mess up a little bit. You can have mistakes. You don't have to be perfect, but people are okay with it because you're just actually connecting. Exactly. And so we'll leave it at that though. Amen. And so this is our favorite part of, oh, before we get to our favorite part of the podcast, I do want to give a big I told you so, a big I told you so, not to Ezgo, but to the world. Oh, my because goodness. Because I remember, bro, you can't tell me you don't remember when this happened on Twitter, bro. When they announced Robert Pattinson was going to be the next Batman, Twitter was roasting this nigga. They were like the Twilight nigga, the this, the that. People were making I hella jokes. I only saw good comments, personally. I saw hella jokes. But hella I'll believe you. I'll believe hella you. Hella jokes. Like, it was trending, like, whatever. Like, people were getting their shit off. You know what I'm saying? They were like, it's Robert Pattinson. And that's because a lot of people, like myself... Are casual movie watchers right like i consider myself a casual when it comes to movies because bro like i'm not caught up on anything i hardly watch movies i know i'm not sitting down like really watching a movie my add ass i'm on youtube click 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 like like just trying to watch like the when you movie. actually watch shit i suggest to you bro, it feels good niggas get bro people i got so many homegirls that hound me every day bro about not watching their suggestions bro even my ex bro she used to get on my ass about like not really be watching shit bro it's because like nigga, i could give a fuck if i wasn't watching it with you you know what i'm saying yeah. like i'm just like a really like that kind of person with stuff so when the announcement came out i was just telling a lot of people like watch 
because they hadn't seen other Robert Pattinson films than like the Twilight stuff and people, you know, made their little Twilight jokes, whatever, right? And I was like, watch. Robert Pattinson seems like the type of like sociopathic, like into his craft, like really dark weirdo. Like, like I don't even know what the top, like a Yale acting, you know what I'm saying? Like a, he sits in the corner of his room and like really studies his notes, like watching himself in the mirror, like kind of fucking detailed actor. Like he seemed like one of those weirdos from the rip. Like you could tell he was somebody that really thought he was good at what he does and really smashes everything he does. Bro, I just watched the teaser fucking trailer for this new Batman and it looks some it looks like some killing joke Batman shit, bro. It, it, looks, it looks like some dark. No, it looks good. Like some dark Batman and I need it. It I need this nigga me. on go. You saw him break that nigga arm for no reason. Bro, and then just start it's smashing like his the action looks like it's actually going to be good. <laughs> what? And on top of that, like you said, it looks like it's a little bit the tone of it. Okay, look, man, I hate bringing it here because everyone always does when we talk about Batman. But the vibe I'm peeping, I ain't seen since the dark night and i'm saying i don't even want to i don't want to be that guy preemptively trust me but i mean it looks like been, it's the there's next. been a lot of attempts to dethrone that movie and talks about like <laughs> different batmans and i'm gonna say this might be the only one that has Boy, an opportunity since then because I like it is this if they get into the lunatic bag that they can get into of just like a man really breaking mm. while trying to do this stuff because it seems like they're taking the darker angle you know mm. when it comes to the batman series you, so wait do you think and they're I'm taking like the, the batman like breaking in it or they're just showing the more gruesome side of what it because we all know at the end of the day there's there's no way that what batman does isn't gruesome we've seen the twitter accounts roasting this nigga he's being the shit out of the mentally ill, <laughs> right? Like the and niggas trying to like pull one heist to like put on for their family or some shit. Beating the dog shit out of these niggas. Oh my god! But I mean, like, bro, this nigga broke his arm, put him on the ground, swap, 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 and then even though you saw just barely, it was all in facial expression because mm. at the end of the day, I know I'm a casual when it comes to films, mm. and so I don't want to act like I'm the top like analytical person blah 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 but i still do consider myself a creative and i still know that i am detail oriented when i want to be detail oriented and when it came to the batman shit you could see just in the facial expressions mm -hmm. that this person cracked into something to play this role like and so i really really want to see it when it comes to films i really really want to see it when it comes to theaters sometime in 2021 i want to ask you because like you know when it comes to like superhero shit and comic book shit brought to like the big screen small screen whatever and just like an animated or like live action, all of them seem to kind of fucking suck when they take the route of, I'm not going to go too much into like a good story or like tell you motivations and different things like that. It's just good versus evil and I'm going to try and do the best thing. That's just what, it never seems like it turns out well when they do that. But when you get the stories that make you understand the villain and almost side with them at times, when you make you understand like, why the hero does what he does and what brought him to that point and things like that and really adds like these deeper uh, layers and like sets a good foundation that's what i feel like makes these films nice and so i'm hoping they're taking that route it feels like it but we got two minutes and 20 seconds who fucking knows yeah like to be fair this shit could be so hot ass yeah they could pull a suicide squad and show us the only good two minutes of the movie in the trailer so niggas go so niggas go and waste their time it was not that bad it was not that bad there's no way <laughs> 
nigga, I know you hate it. This nigga's hustled the fuck out of America. The Justice League, bro. Bro, the Justice League. I didn't make it through. Remember, I, we tried to watch it together, and I fell asleep, bro. I, tell me, I made it past twenty minutes. Tell me, I did. No, so twenty we, minutes is generous. <laughs> you made it ten minutes into the movie. I look over, and you're asleep. Bro, snoring. So they were gone. Hilarious. Oh my goodness, that shit was garbage. That shit was ass. But. <laughs> I made it 30 before I just turned it off. I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> this is ass. <laughs> and then, um, speaking about niggas getting their ass beat. <laughs> the good thing the B was at the start of that word. <laughs> I'm right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, we're not even going to get into that on this podcast. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a different episode. <laughs> we'll talk about sexual taboos that y'all niggas need to realize is not that bad. But that being said... Um, yeah, you know, I just got to get my jokes off. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for us to dive into sports. Do we have a lot of time for this? I feel like we've been going for a minute, so. No, we don't. So I was going to give everybody a quickish rundown of the things that we found important that happened this week in the world of sports. Okay, cool. So fuck every other number in the draft lottery besides one through five and number 13. And the reason I say number 13 is because the fuck ass bitch ass Pelican somehow only got number 13, even though the league sees us suffering after we got Zion. Cool. Whatever. And so... Number eight is hilarious because the Knicks have been perpetually suffering for the past two decades and got Bro. number eight. That's fucking hilarious. They never get a, but, a top pick, it feels like. But then, number, but the one through five picks are the Minnesota Timberwolves at number one, Golden State Warriors at number two, Charlotte Hornets at number three, Chicago Bulls at number four, and the Cleveland Cavaliers at number five. I'm excited for the Bulls. The I'm Bulls ex- and Golden State. I'm excited for the Bulls and Golden State. Whoever goes to the Timberwolves is going to get the first few years of their prime, no, the first few years of their development ruined. So I feel bad for whoever it ends up being, and I'm praying it's not LaMelo Ball. That being said, LaMelo going to the Warriors would be a crazy thing because of the possibilities it has for the Warriors. A, it could lead LaMelo being to a team that was just on their first year break from like the championship, you know what I'm saying? Which is nuts. And so it'll be a great organization to develop his skills and create him into a championship player because you have to be around the steps, you have to be around the clays, the Draymonds, etc. But Moving on from that. We'll take the limelight from him, though. Like, he'd definitely probably become the best player going to a team like Golden State, like, championship, like, uh, mentality-wise. But he would never get the touches and, like, amount of shots, like, just... Because he was... But he got he got built up in an environment yeah. that was the legendary Lakers. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. sometimes developing them in those legendary franchises, except for the Knicks bum ass franchise, like <laughs> lead to the players becoming their best selves. So that could be a possibility. But with how highly touted he is and how demanded he is on social media and his presence, etc., Golden State skill and now in 2020, you have to look at pull and reach when it comes to fandom could leverage that pick to actually make something happen like exactly. the fucking Giannis or like the fucking um, Giannis or the Embiid, Embiid now that Embiid Definitely they just could. got swept this nigga basically alluded to the LaMelo the Wiggins some picks I'm saying like it's not too far off if you're trying to like and then if they get either one of them niggas guess what happens going to say it's a championship team again like they can go on a run again like, or they're a championship team now you know what I'm saying they can go <laughs> they're just on, injured they, I hate that shit <laughs> they can go on a run right back you know what I'm saying right back to right it back. right back to it and so are you excited about any other draft picks like potentially like when uh, you see things going on it depends because 
Again, I have Obi to double. Dude, you told me about Obi, Obi, Tom, and, Obi Toppin. And... I think is his last name, but Obi is a monster. Bro. I want to give him credit because I forgot. I think maybe you and Jesse told mm-hmm. me about him because I know you were harping on him being like one of the potential steals of the draft. So I wanted to give him his flowers because you can't say a steal for someone that's going to go top five. I think he's top three, but you can't say steal for top five. <laughs> People that are projecting just, him at eight. He's an athletic monster. People are projecting him at eight. I think, genuinely speaking, if a team, a, any one of these teams would benefit from having him, but low key, Golden State might benefit from having him the most, which would potentially lead to a Lamelo going first or third. I never hope he goes to the Hornets. Oh my God! Or the Timberwolves, please. If no. he goes to the Hornets, that'd be a jokes. If he goes to the Timberwolves, they got to trade Cat, bring in some other talent, and make an actual team. No offense, Cat. You're you know you're doing your thing. I'm happy you made it to the league. Soft ass boy. Soft ass <laughs> shit. Charmin. Charmin. <laughs> but you think you posted Cat up? Easy. Oh, oh my God. I got six eleven, bro. <laughs> no, I, I, you know at the end of the day, I got my wits about me. I'm not beating Cat one on one. I'm not doing shit to that man. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. But I know the bigger thing, though, the most important basketball talk and part of our conversation today. Oh, no. The most important. We're going to forget about that. But the most important point is the passing passing of the guard. Mm. What did we see today? We saw a triple double. What were the numbers looking like? You saw a triple double? What were the numbers? Wait, you saw a triple double? Yeah. I saw a greatness. You saw saw a history. I saw history, too. I saw one of the best single game playoff performances I've ever seen in my life. I think it was like something like 43 points. 17 rebounds? 14 assists? In his second year? First time going to the playoffs in his second year? Weren't they down by one to the projected to go to the championships Clippers? Luka Doncic matched up against Kawhi? I think he was that other guy? Um... Playoff P, I think. Playoff, playoff, playoff P. I don't. Has he been seven points? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not trying to talk shit on people right now, so I'm gonna leave it to like the highlights. All jokes aside, Luka Doncic is a fucking monster, bro. And I've been saying this shit like everybody else in the world since the early days in his first games on his rookie season because it's not one of those hot takes. This isn't a fucking hot take. We've all seen it since he was a rookie. This man's destined for greatness. And I just like my favorite part about Luca, and it's something that is one of my favorite things. You've heard me say it about the Kobe's. You've heard me say it about AI. You've heard me say it about just like most of the players that I consider some of my play- favorite players to watch. Like D Wade in the 06 year, the 08, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when he was dropping 50, like it was nothing. Like I just love watching like John Morant, like a big thing that I give positives to John Morant, but like. And seeing it in Luca, it's like in the numbers he's putting up and the way he's carrying these games, it's like my favorite kind of athletes in all sports are dogs, like dogs, like hungry dogs. Like it's you put me and you in an arena and one of us is going to die and one of us is going to come out alive. You know what I'm saying? And that's how Luca plays. Like after the Trez shit from last game, everybody on the internet was being so sensitive about it and so soft about it. And they don't watch sports though. They don't play sports though. They don't understand being competitive. They don't understand being a natural winner and being out in something and really hating losing. Like people understand nobody wants to lose, right? Bro, nope. people clown Joel Embiid for crying after they lost Bro. with a game seven buzzer beater by Kawhi that had the crazy bounce and you couldn't do anything about it on a run that you potentially were going to win a championship from. People were clowning that shit. There's plenty of people who don't understand Bro, what it means to be like I'm a, a nobody. athlete. I'm a nobody. And my last soccer tournament in high school where I already decided that I didn't want to play college soccer in any capacity. I didn't want to continue playing soccer, etc. So I already knew I was hanging the boots up at that time, right? Still, my last 
tournament of my career, like playing, <laughs> we were a man. We were only 11, right? We had to play the whole games for each one of the last games for these for this tournament. And our keeper had fucking mono. So we had to use the U16 keeper, which God bless his soul, like he was a dope dude. But we're playing U18 at that time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's different. It's different. But we, we were just getting our backs blown out. We were a great team. We were a solid team before then. But we were just getting our backs blown out for this last tournament because we had nothing left in the tank. Mm -hmm. We had nothing left in the tank, bro. I was trying my damnedest every fucking game to win a game. I just need a win. I have to go out on a win. I need a win. I need a win. Bro, I was balling after that fucking tournament. You know what I'm saying, bro? I'm a fucking nobody. Like, it's like, and so I can only imagine being on the biggest stage and knowing you're a contributor, knowing you're a part of this team and knowing if you played better, potentially we could have done this. We could have won. We could have that. Bro, I'd be crying too. Yeah, like, that's why all jokes aside, that's passion. That's passion and that's really wanting something. And so, like, people that don't understand, once again, how it feels to hate losing don't understand dogs and that's why those are my favorite players to watch and Luca like after once again the Trez situation he was not tripping they dapped it up before this game but Luca dapped it up knowing right. he was about to give this nigga 43 I mean at the end of the day like <laughs> one of them they both dapped it up just like deading it Trez and not really giving shit but one of them dapped him up knowing I'm gonna cook you. I'm about to cook these niggas I'm gonna cook you, you don't and have, your team you don't have the facilities for me you don't have the facilities for me and that game winner that game winner. Talk about it. Three points? Bang! He only needed two. Bang! Bang, bang. bang. He gave him the Steph Curry treatment. You what? know why? Because he only needed two points. They were down one. It was three points something on the clock, I think. Mm -hmm. It was dribble. Three dribble. seconds left on the clock. Dribble, dribble, step back. Reggie Jackson looking like barbecue chicken. Reggie Jackson was looking, looking. for Route 66. He had no clear clue where he was. He needed an escape route. No, media clue. He needed an escape route. This shit was gold. Bro. This shit was gold. This nigga needed an escape route for real. He needed to get out of that situation. He never wanted to be put there. He didn't want to be on that island. I didn't want you him there. Why? I felt bad for I him. I felt bad for him myself. I'm writing too. a letter as we speak to his family. Bro, I have to I have to as text. We speak. I'm texting him right now. I gotta be like, yo, my nigga, Look out, you tried bro. your best. You tried your best, but you got cooked. You ain't got the facilities. You don't have the facilities facilities for that that man luca just wetted it wetted it game over with. it's crazy too because like as it was happening i don't know about you mm -hmm. like you hold your breath in those moments like is the shot gonna drop but i knew it was gonna hit something in me told me it was gonna hit <laughs> so, and when it hit it's like that this man's on some ghost shit right now so i'm excited to see his career painting uh going forth i know all hawks fans as we said uh in the past uh, whatever have to be crying right now and have to be sad. And to be honest, this is the one time I'm going to sympathize with Hawks fans. Because you couldn't have seen this coming. Because genuinely, look, after a few games in, I could. But I'm saying at draft day? day. At draft day where they made that trade. No one not saw a human bro. being. So they bro. didn't even want they didn't even want Luca to they didn't even want to draft Luca and trade for Trey. What I saw Hawks fans asking was for Colin Sexton. No one saw this coming. No one. Not a human being on this planet. Bro, this nigga Luca, like, and these are early predictions. Once again, obviously, you can be fucking wrong. People can get injured. Lives can change. Like, God forbid. Like, I know how people always try to harp on, like, old yeah. predict predictions. But it's like, this nigga Luca, if he keeps playing like he's playing, genuinely, genuinely speaking, like, with the, you see this twinkle in his eye. Because it's like, from competitor to competitor, you don't see this kind of shit mm -hmm. all the time. Like, we haven't seen this from, I haven't seen this level of, like, need to win like competitive mm -hmm. with this much talent because it has to match because this is i don't want to act like there's not a lot of dogs in this league mm -hmm. there's a lot of dogs in the league for sure it's the it's like skill, it's, it's, it's but the level with that skill he's looking like 
like we have, we're, we just talked about Goat Island earlier. We're looking at somebody that could potentially get there, not potentially be a great player, but genuinely could be the next coming of the potentially get to Goat Island. I'm saying that's like special. the Jordans, that's the special. Kobe, that's the Bron. It's looking like it can be Luca, and that is a hot take from the off space. I get it because he's only year two. No matter how good he's playing, but stay tuned to find out because I need to see. You're it. witnessing it. I need to see this, bro. Like at the end of the day, bro, this nigga. Is going so incredibly crazy. Like it's so special. A team with Bro. Kawhi Leonard and Paul, all and like playoff piece shit aside, that's still a team with Bro. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Lou will and Lou will thirty six points off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like let his team is scoring like Lou will. Like that's a real. We saw ball. that come back. Trez is averaging damn Golden State all you know season. You know what I'm saying? Like you have players going crazy. You know what I'm saying? They they damn near came back to once again almost beat Golden State without Kawhi, without PG. They did. They did win that game, actually. No, I'm not saying the game. I'm talking about the series. Oh, yeah. The series. Because they they took it to six, didn't they? That was supposed to be a sweep. And they made them all tough games. They made them all tough games. All tough games. And so we don't want to ever undermine this Clippers team, but we just want to talk about how special this young man is. Mm -hmm. Like, genuinely. Because Porzingis wasn't even in this fucking game. Like, I really can't believe my eyes, really, with a lot of the shit we're seeing from this nigga. I'm so excited. He's the first player in a long time. Like, you see how hyped we are about LaMelo, but it's like, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'll happily say it. I'm not going to be upset if LaMelo doesn't live up to the expectations that I have, which is fine. Because, like, I'm happy that God gave us, like, a... I'm excited to watch you for the next exactly. 10 years. As we, as we were seeing Braun fade, it's, at they the needed end, someone. At the end of the day, it's like, who's next in the NBA? And Giannis wasn't it. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. He's, he's good. He's, he's great. He's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. But he's, First not, he's not the same as like these people that we're talking about in these references. Now we're seeing a player that could potentially do that. Like, I don't. I don't. I don't really have much more to say because, like, we can't. Like, I'm just gonna keep watching these games like everybody else. And we'll have to tell. Yeah, we'll have to tell. So I don't know uh, anything else you have to say about the episode or any updates and things like that for the people. Um, just oh, the- we got something exciting going on for next episode. Oh yeah, true. Next episode is gonna be coming to y'all live from the beach. It should be fun. We should be. Um, enjoying our shit out of ourselves i'm gonna be under the influence of something i apologize for just saying that preemptively but i'm just being real with y'all but that being said it's just like are you excited for the beach <laughs> I, I don't i don't even know what to say i feel like i've just i needed this to say I know, the least. definitely need this need this escape for a second just to like blow off some steam before it jumps full steam ahead back into school and everything but um, definitely shouts out to Deej, shouts out to Wright, shouts out to his girl because it's her birthday we're going down there for. And once again, my name is Chuka. My name is Ezgo. And this is The Off Space. Space. Yes, sir. See, 81. We've done this shit. Yes, sir. Or is it 82? I think, oh, shit, oh, if I know. I don't know. I don't know.